Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. Well, that food stuck in my teeth because I just ate breakfast. What the hell? Anyways, as far as what we got to talk about today, a bunch of injuries. We're actually going to talk about one, two, three, four, five injuries in the world of professional wrestling, all coming from either New Japan or WWE. We're going to talk about AJ Styles' thoughts on the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Medusa says Trish Stratus ghosted her. AEW this morning put an actual release date on Fight Forever. A Super Juniors update and so much more because, again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every Monday and Friday morning, roughly around 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific, we bring you all the latest news you want to know about in the world of professional wrestling. We bring it in one easy-to-watch video so you don't got to go a bunch of other places and click a bunch of other links. Remember, you can watch the show a number of different ways. You can watch it live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Watch it later on or live on YouTube, youtube.com. Wait, what? Kivish says, why don't you eat breakfast in the morning? Bro, it is the morning. It's not even noon yet. It's like 11.45 a.m. Pacific. And I started eating at like 10, but I don't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot all at once. I'll make me a bowl of something, and I'll pick at it and eat it over like an hour, hour and a half. I just don't eat a lot at once. So there you go. Bitch. Anyways, anyways, anyways. And plus, plus, you ever had breakfast for dinner? You ever had steak and eggs or something like that for dinner? Hell, when we were kids and my cousin used to have to babysit us because my parents would work late hours. My cousin would come babysit us. She'd give us like tricks and lucky charms for dinner. Anyways, watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash PW Unlimited, our podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, want to be part of the show? Well, head over to pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag. pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag, where you can get your questions in to get read live on the air. Talked about this on Friday's show. And so, yeah, we've got one question that I will be adding into the show today. So that should be really, really fun. We'll either hit those when it's topical for as the news does go, or if it's something that doesn't have to do with anything we're talking about today, then I'll do your mailbag question at the end of the show. We do have one for you today. Again, head over to pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag. Be part of the show and get your questions read live on the air. Also, the best way to do it to make sure your question does get read is to either donate by hitting the donate button down below on Twitch or a super chat on YouTube. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. Go a channel member by either uh, donating with a and subscribing with a tier subscription or with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff of four games, and it gives you a bunch of other things as well unless you subscribe to one free uh, gives you one free subscription to any twitch channel you want to subscribe to also head over to youtube and become a channel member hit that join button down below to do so and finally head over to the epic game store head over to the epic game store and buy something whether you're buying a new game like uh lego 2k drive star wars jedi survivor claiming the free game which is 
Death Stranding right now or getting into Fortnite Rumbleverse. Nope, not Rumbleverse. That game is gone. I don't know why I keep saying it. Fortnite, Fall Guys, or on the tip of my tongue, Rocket League. Use this code right here, PW Unlimited at checkout. Trying to play as Mankind, Bianca Belair, Rey Mysterio, or the Macho Man Randy Savage and Fall Guys? Use code PWNLIMITED at checkout and you'll be supporting us when getting some cool new skins. Fall Guys. So with that, again, guys, also remember your comments and questions in pwunlimited.co forward slash mailbag. Sure. Put that in the live chat as well. All right. So as far as our first news story does go, so all of this kind of is the same topic because there's a lot of injuries in wrestling, so it's topical. And the first one we're going to talk about happened last night. It's Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet was injured in the first ever IW, no, New Japan Strong, NJPW Strong Women's Championship match. She was taking on Willow Nightingale. The word is that Mercedes was supposed to win, but couldn't win because she ended up breaking her ankle. Basically, Mercedes and Willow were fighting on the top rope. It looked like Mercedes was maybe going to go for like a code red off the top rope. She was on like Willow was, I don't know, I, I can't really. Willow was on the middle rope facing inward if you're on the ropes on the in the corner. Mercedes was then climbing from the apron up and onto the top rope. When she got to the top rope, immediately slipped and fell. Mercedes may have broke her ankle. Monet competed in a one-night tournament at NJPW for the NJPW Strong Women's Championship at NJPW Resurgence on May 21st. In the first round, Monet defeated Stephanie Vequeer, and Willow Nightingale defeated Momo Koho. Ko Kogo. Monet then faced Nightingale in the main event of the show, which... Even before the injury was not all that great of a match, I'm going to say. I'm just going to say it. And went on the top rope. Mercedes fell off, fell all the way to the floor below, and ended up possibly suffering a broken ankle. It's not been 100% confirmed, but that is the word going around. First reported by Mike Johnson over at PW Insider. And for further confirmed-ish by others as well as far as what was being said backstage after the match took place. Mercedes, though, did actually take to social media to post the following video and tweet stating, quote, let's pull that up on the screen. Shot the video over. She's shaking her head. She's in a doctor's office or a hospital or whatever. And she says, wrestling, phew, not how I dreamed for tonight to go. I'm so sorry. And I love you guys so much. I'm going to heal and be back better than ever. Monet. So it is unclear exactly how long she's going to be out of action. We don't know if it is a broken ankle, maybe a sprained ankle, broken foot. We don't really know 100%. We just know that the word going around backstage after the match and show last night was potentially a broken ankle. And so we don't know how long that can be. I mean, for reference, AJ Styles was just out with a broken ankle recently and he was gone for four and a half months, five months. 
So hopefully this doesn't keep her out nearly as long. But in keeping with injuries in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Eiji Ishimori was injured and will have to miss the remainder of the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Taiji Ishimori suffered a cervical vertebrae injury. The injury occurred on night 8 of the Best of the Super Juniors Tournament during his match against Hiromu Takahashi. It is unknown when Ishimori will return to the ring. New Japan stated the following. Thank you for supporting New Japan Pro Wrestling. On May 21, during the Best of the Super Juniors 30 League match with Hiromu Takahashi, Taiji Ishimori sustained an injury to his cervical vertebrae. As a result, he will not be cleared to compete in the remainder of the Best of the Super Juniors Tour. After being given an assessment, Ishimori was discharged and is able to recuperate at home. He is currently comfortable and able to move around normally, but does not have the timetable for a return to the ring at this time. As Ishimori cannot wrestle TJP in Osaka, uh, cannot wrestle TJP in Osaka on May 23rd, he will lose via forfeit, and TJP will gain two points. We apologize to fans who were looking forward to seeing Ishimori wrestle and appreciate your understanding. New Japan joins fans in wishing Ishimori a fast, full recovery. So yeah, we don't know exactly how long Taiji Ishimori is going to be out of action, but it does suck that this is going to hinder him from finishing the tournament, from completing the best of the juniors, where if I look at my updated standings, he was sitting... Technically fourth, if not second in the A block. There's a three-way tie at the top, which we'll talk about later. And then he was in second place-ish. So, yeah. He was still in the running, potentially, for making it to the finals and whatnot. So, that does stink for Taiji Ishimori. One more injury that we do know about as far as New Japan Pro Wrestling does go has to do with Aussie Open's Mark Davis. Mark Davis and Aussie Open were forced to relinquish the IWGP and New Japan Strong Tag Team Championships this weekend. Mark Davis of Aussie Open had arthroscopic surgery on his knee to repair a torn meniscus. Aussie Open vacated both the NJPW Strong and IWGP Tag Team titles because they were unable to actually know when he would be working again, when he can return to the ring, and his next defense is coming up on June 4th in Osaka. Both titles will now be up for grabs at Dominion in a match where Evil and Yujiro Takahashi will take on Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Both teams were to face Aussie Open in a three-way for the IWGP tag title only. Now, both titles will be on the line because there was no timetable for Davis's return again, hence why he had to vacate all the belts. That does really stink for a number of different people, for a number of different things, but yeah. Fortunately, somebody else out with an injury. As we move on to WWE injuries, we did learn last week on SmackDown that Liv Morgan's injured. Actually, we learned last week on Raw that Liv Morgan was injured. On SmackDown, we learned that Liv Morgan is injured, going to be out for a while, and well, they had to vacate the tag title. <gasps> Excuse me. They had to vacate the tag titles. Because of that, a fatal forward will be taking place on Raw next week, not tonight. The crowd knew Women's Tag Team Champions in that tournament, or not tournament, but Fatal 4-Way. Let me pull that graphic up here on the screen for you all. In that Fatal 4-Way, we are going to see the teams of...
Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and a mystery partner, which I'm not going to tell you who the mystery partner is, but we know because of SmackDown spoilers from last week. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, Bailey and EO Sky, Sonya Deville, and Chelsea Green. Those four teams will battle it out next week on Raw for the vacant WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, as far as Liv's injury does go, Word going around, according to Dave Meltzer on last night's Wrestling Observer Radio, is that Liv Morgan may have suffered a shoulder injury and could have to undergo surgery. So that really does stink if Liv does need shoulder surgery. Depending on the severity and the type of shoulder injury, six months at least probably. That's from what we've seen in the past with other wrestlers that have had to undergo shoulder surgery. And finally, as far as injuries do go, Dakota Kai has also been injured in the same match that Liv Morgan was injured in two weeks ago on SmackDown. Uh, As far as Dakota Kai's injury does go, Bailey did state on SmackDown last week that Dakota's injury is actually worse than Liv's injury, and we now do have an update on what happened with Dakota. According to Dave Meltzer on FOW Online, he does write the following. Dakota Kai's injury was confirmed as a torn ACL. The injury took place in the same match on May 12th that Liv Morgan was injured in with Raquel Rodriguez and Morgan versus Kai and Bailey for the women's tag team titles. The word was that she injured she was injured after Morgan suffered her shoulder injury and the knee injury came in a spot where she knew Morgan was hurt and was trying to protect her. Kai is actually scheduled to undergo surgery tomorrow. Basically, from what this is saying is they knew Liv was hurt. Liv was going to complete the match. And Dakota was trying to do something in a way that would not further injure Liv and instead injured herself, which really sucks. Which really sucks when you're trying to keep somebody else safe and then you hurt yourself in the process. Man, man, is that brutal. But as far as a torn ACL does go, if you have surgery, that's like a year, seven to 12 months most of the time. So that's so unfortunate that she's probably going to be out for the rest of this year at least. Because if, if it's May, say we're already in June, July, August, September, October, November, December, that's six months right there to the end of the year. Six, seven months. So... I wouldn't expect Dakota Kai. Hey, 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 things can happen. And she could come back sooner, but I would not expect Dakota Kai back before the Rumble next year, before next January. And if she's ready to go in January, they probably keep her as a surprise return in the Rumble. Just my opinion. Now, in keeping with WWE news, this Saturday is WWE Night of Champions. We do have some early betting odds. For one, two, three, four, five matches on that show. As far as the betting odds do go, no, four matches. Because for some reason, there's no betting odds here listed for Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. But as far as the betting odds do go, with the Intercontinental Championship on the line, Gunter will be defending against Mustafa Ali. Gunter is currently a massive minus 2,000 favorite over Ali at a plus 700. With the undisputed, nope, yeah, with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships on the line, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be defending against the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns, and Solo Sokoa. 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are actually favored at a minus 550 to walk out the champions at a plus 325. Now, just because they win here doesn't mean like Solo or Roman gets pinned or submitted. Can we count out? It could be DQ. Be any of those kind of things. Heck, Roman can win by DQ. Well, yeah, Roman and Solo can also win by DQ, but KO and Zayn still keep the belts. Uh, in a singles match, it's Cody Rhodes against Brock Lesnar. Currently, Lesnar is favored at a minus 160 to defeat Rhodes at a plus 120. And finally, with a new, and I guess you could say vacant, WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the line is Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Currently, Rollins is favored at a minus 1,000 to defeat AJ Styles and become the new champion at a plus 500. Now, speaking of that new belt and AJ Styles going for the belt, AJ Styles was actually interviewed by the New York Post and had some, as some may have say, controversial things to say about this new belt being a secondary title. AJ Styles said the following, again, speaking with the New York Post. Is it secondary? Well, if the Raw Championship is held by Roman, SmackDown Championship is held by Roman, then how can you argue that it's not? We had to make a new championship because Roman holds them all. What happens if he decides to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship? Is that what it is? When we got a, we got what we got? If we make the best of it, and if and when Roman does challenge for it, beat the bricks. We beat the brakes off him, whomever it might be. Then we'll see what's title, which title's secondary. Well, AJ looks forward to proving that he is a workhorse and, ever, and working every show for WWE. He did state, quote, This is what you want to do. This is what you want to be. This is what you're trying to get to in your career. I'm not mad at him. I told him, if I could do it, I would. But I'm not Roman Reigns. So yeah, even AJ Styles is saying that this does come off as a secondary belt. That this does come off as Roman's got the main gold we're getting the second title. So, I mean, if guys going for that belt are saying that, uh, I don't know if he should have said that. I don't know if that was the right call by AJ in the interview, but hey, it's what everyone else is thinking, so why not say it? Especially if it's what's on your noggin. As we move forward, Medusa had some interesting words for Tristratus, stating that, well, Stratus kind of took the woman's division a step back and now is ghosting her. As Medusa, or Alundra Blaze, first tweeted out the following. I'm going to pull that up on the screen for you guys to see. Trish has set the woman back and turned them into a sideshow after all the work I did to get the woman respected and legitimize them as the superstars that they are. Do you really think I literally threw a title in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning? Trish brought in the blueprint that WWE used for decades that had to be undone by the women who were inspired by men and the women that came before her. Trish made room for the Bella Twins and others, but I built a foundation for the four horsewomen. Yikes. Jesus Christ. 
and there's more to it. While speaking on the Trash Talk podcast, the former woman's champion stated the following about Trish Stratus ghosting her. On the whole Trish thing, I even sent her a DM and I said, hey, do you want to settle this? Do you? I think you and I need to have an adult conversation and say, maybe let the people know the truth. After I was kind of look, after I was kind of looking before I sent her her DM, I was looking at some of her matches back then. I mean, she took some good bumps from people and stuff, but I think she was, I mean, thank God she was trained by Fit Finley, but I think she was only shown a few moves and because of the time, not on Fitz, you know, but by any Fitz fault, not by Fitz, any of Fitz fault. But Trish only had a few moves. Then I think she actually had to look at some women's wrestling before her, which was me. And she, and she copied a few of my moves. And one of those moves is when she was the opponent in the corner turnbuckle. She has the opponent in the corner turnbuckle, and they're sitting on the turnbuckle. And then she runs up, and then she does a handspring with her feet. Her legs come up, and their head, and then she springs them out. Basically, it's when you put them on the top rope, you do the handstand, and then you hurricane run on them off or whatever is what she's talking about. She, she explained it kind of weird. Uh, she went on to state, I like, I was doing that years ahead of time. But again, she never asked if she, you know, hey, it'd be an honor to do your move. Or, you know, maybe I could do this as a finish. And no, nothing like that, like most women do. Or I've been asked or on the DM. And I could have your blessing. Can I do this as a finish? Or can I have this move? Absolutely. Kind of cool. Not saying that they have to, but I just think it's cool. Medusa then adds, I don't know. Send her a DM. And I finally heard back. She says, hell yeah. I haven't heard from her since, you know, and that's it. I heard from other girls. That's a typical Trish. She likes to ghost people and whatever benefited her and whatever benefits her also. And so I said, you know what? I'll take this in my own matter. And I just reached out to WWE and gave them a little pitch and they love it. So, you know, why do they always try to steal my shit? I don't know. So, yeah. She's basically mad that Trish stole a move from her 20 years ago, never asked for permission, and she's still holding a grudge. What the hell? What the what? As a transition over to some AEW news, hey, guess what, guess what, guess what? AEW this morning finally announced the release date for AEW Fight Forever, their highly anticipated video game that I got some things to say about, but... Let's read the press release they sent out this morning. CHU Nordic and AEW announced the release for AEW Fight Forever. AEW's highly anticipated console game will enter the ring on June 29th. Arcade wrestling game fans rejoice. It's almost time to climb the ladder and make yourself famous. THQ Nordic, Nordic GMBH, and All Elite Wrestling today confirmed that they will bring developer Yuke's highly anticipated arcade wrestling creation AEW Fight Forever to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC, and Nintendo Switch on Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Uh, we got a couple words from AEW Fight Forever creative director Kenny Omega stating, When I first signed with AEW, Tony gave me the opportunity to assemble the best gaming team 
that understands and respects professional wrestling to make the best wrestling game ever. That, a thanks to our incredible collaboration with Geta, Ukes, and THQ Nordic, a new era of professional wrestling gaming is, com- is quickly approaching. AEW, AEW Fight Forever has exceeded my highest expectations, and I'm confident that June 29th will be a monstrous day for wrestling fans and gamers alike. Since our initial announcement, fans worldwide have shown unbridled passion around the launch of Fight Forever. Have they really? It's more like, when the hell is this game coming out? Not unbridled passion. It's more like, god damn, when's this game ever going to come out? Um, AEW has proven through our exciting storylines and hard-hitting wrestling action that good things come to those who wait, said Tony Khan, GM, CEO, and head of creative for AEW. With Fight Forever, Kenny and our world-class team have delivered an authentic, nostalgic feel of wrestling games past, along with the unmatched creativity that AEW brings to the table. It's going to be cool to see our fans finally getting a fresh and much-needed alternative next-gen console wrestling game on June 29th. AEW has the greatest fans on the planet, and I'm excited for them to experience this new way to engage with our stars. Recognized for its retro appearance or approach to design, including handcrafted animations and nostalgic arcade feel. AEW Fight Forever presents wrestling fans with the first, with their first choice to pull off wrestling moves only seen on the widely popular AEW program. Online co-op wrestling is going completely next level with tag team matches that feature sequences of tag maneuvers performed with single commands. A long roster of the most popular AEW wrestlers, career mode, wrestling customizations, signature AEW arenas, multiple match types, and even some good old-fashioned unsanctioned fun awaits. AEW Fight Forever features, quote, match types, singles match, tag match, three-way, four-way, ladder matches, casino battle royale, false count anywhere, unsanctioned lights out, allows use of weapons, and of course, lots of blood, exploding barbed wire death match. Career mode, wide ring, of customizable options, custom wrestlers, attire and appearance, custom movesets, custom entrances, custom arenas, online multiplayer, and more. Billy said to keep up with AEW games on social media for more updates as we get closer to the launch of the game. So, yeah. Oof. All I'm going to say is cool. Is this game really what we want, though? Do we really want a game that looks like it's made solely for the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 3? Because that's what this game looks like. That's going to run well on the PlayStation or the Nintendo Switch because it looks like an old game. It doesn't look like a next-gen video game. It doesn't look like a modern, new PlayStation, Xbox, PC title. It looks like something that you would expect on the Switch, on the PlayStation 3, early days PlayStation 4. Like, WWE 13. Like, the way that game looked as far as everything does go. Like, I'm not going to play the trailer here because I don't want to get copyrighted, but the new trailer that came out today with the release date does have footage of it. I could do this. Hold on. I can, like, show but not play. We can do this. Hold on. Let's do this. And look at some of the new screens from what came out today. So, this is from the trailer today. Back of Kenny Omega. Kenny during his entrance. And how freaking outdated is this game, too? The cleaner, Kenny Omega. 
I don't. What, did they even call? I don't even remember them calling him the cleaner in AEW. He like played off of it once with the barbed wire broom thing, but I mean, like this is Kenny's entrance for the game. Hold on, just wait till we get to it. Like he's got the girls there with the what? What? When was that last done in AEW? Oh, 2020? 2019? Like what? That first beach break and that was it? Is that Kenny's entrance every time he comes to the ring in this game? Because that's crap. Some of the in-game screenshots here. Kenny doing a one-winged angel and a a phoenix splash. Um, Here we go. There's more here. More from Kenny's entrance. But the girls back there with the brooms. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is so outdated already, and the game hasn't even come out. Kenny looks like he's going for, yeah, he's going for a Terminator dive. Um, Where is that shot? Right here. I'll play this little little section. Why not? No audio, though. This little section. Boom. So, yeah. I'll play it for sure. But I'm not like over the moon rejoice. Oh my God, this is going to be so great. They say it's going to play like No Mercy. They say it's going to have that same feel and everything. But it's just like when we look at the game and then we look at, and I'm not even just comparing it to WWE, but we look at other games out right now. This looks like PS3 into the PS4 in like 2015. And that's like indie games at the time. Maybe like what WWE 13 and 14 looked like back in the day. Like, so, yeah, to me, I just, I have hopes that this game is good and fun. But there's just, when we just look at it, it's just like, ooh, yeah. This is their first game. And it is weird because Ukes has made wrestling games. Ukes has made good-looking games. Then they make this. I'm not saying the game looks bad. And I get it. They're going for a specific art style and direction. And they don't want it to look more realistic and this and that. They don't want it to look like Mortal Kombat 1. They don't want it to look like Yakuza um, 0 and all those newer games, you know. But. uh, I don't know. I thought. thought, And maybe it's going to look even different once the game comes out in a month. Highly doubt it. But I thought it would look better and more. Next gen, current gen, end of the era PS4 and Xbox One. But again, with AEW news, not so good news for Collision. Apparently, Collision tickets are not selling well. For Dave Meltzer on last night's Wrestling Observer Radio, he said the current ticket figures aren't looking good for the new brand, as he states the following. I'll tell you what, they don't have a big buzz for Collision because... They put three shows on sale. They put Toronto on sale. They put Hamilton on sale. And they put Newark on sale. Newark has about 3,500 tickets, which is, you would want more. I wouldn't call it a disaster or anything. But for the New York market, it would be the weakest first day since they've been going there. Toronto, like 1,600. And that's the day before the pay-per-view Forbidden Door. That sold out instantly. And Toronto is a great market. And I heard from some people in Toronto that the the publicity of it, the fact that nobody knew till Wednesday, and then it was kind of sprung on them 
as far as the thing and everything, it's not good. And Hamilton, where they're going to be on Thursday, that sold under 600 tickets. So really, really bad advances, which is not a good sign for the excitement. People aren't talking about it. The names that were on the announcement and everything like that, it's just not enough. And it's like, yeah, they're really branding this show. Yeah, so MJF and Orange Cassidy were center of the poster, but when you read the press release, they're really pushing this as a show that's going to feature guys like Miro, Thunder Rosa, Andrade Alidolo. Um, And it's like, okay, guys we haven't seen for how long? So this is the, oh, you've been out, not good enough to be on Dynamite, so we're going to put you on this other show. That already makes it feel like the secondary show. And we still don't know if they're getting punk. We still don't know what's going on with that. Because if they get CM Punk, the plan is to do the show in the United Center from Chicago, Illinois. But if they can't get CM Punk, then they don't feel like financially they'll be able to sell enough tickets to afford the the United Center. So they're going to go to Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. And then you go to Daly's Place with this first episode and you go, oh... Daly's Place has always been their fallback arena. Ah, so this show already just feels like we got to fall back on plan B's. So that's very unfortunate. But we will know this Wednesday where the first episode on June 17th. No, July. June 17th, right? June 17th will be taking place. But as of right now, it ain't looking good. And as we wrap everything up here, we got our best of the Super Juniors update. Over the weekend, we had days seven and eight. Only a few days do remain, but we're going to bring you all the updates as far as who won on night seven and eight and who coming out of night eight. Well, who is wearing the standings? As far as night seven does go, in the B block, Master Watto defeated Clark Connors. In the A block, Doki defeated Royce Gucci. In the B block, Robbie Eagles defeated Kevin Knight. In the A block, Sho defeated Teton. In the B block, Francisco Akira defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. In the A block, Leo Rush defeated Kushida. In the B block, Yo defeated Bushi. In the A block, Taichi Ishimori defeated Mike Bailey. In the B block, El Desperado defeated Dan Maloney. And in the A block, Hiromu Takahashi defeated TJP. As we move on to night eight in the B block, El Desperado defeated Francisco Akira. In the A block, Hiromu Takahashi defeated Taiji Ishimori via referee stoppage when Ishimori was injured. In the B block, Yo defeated Kevin Knight. In the A block, Leo Rush defeated TJP. In the B block, Dan Maloney defeated Robbie Eagles. In the A block, Mike Bailey defeated Ryusuke Taguchi. In the B block, Master Watto defeated Bushi. In the A block, Kushida defeated Sho. In the B block, Car Connors defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And in the A block, Titan defeated Doki. As far as the updated standings does go, in the A block, we got a three-way tie at the top with a 6-2 record and 12 points. It's Mike Bailey, Leo Rush, and Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, Taiwei, uh, tie for second place with 5-3 and three record and 10 points. Taiji Ishimori, who is now out of the remainder of the tournament due to injury, as we spoke about earlier. And Teton. No, yeah, Teton. With a 4-4 four and four record and 8 points, we have TJP. TJP will be getting a basically a buy in two points in the, in the next round, or in the next uh, show. With a 3-5 and five record and 6 points, we have Doki and Sho. With a 2-6 record and 4 points, we have Kushida. And with an 0-8 oh record, big old Guso, 0 points, Ryusuke Taguchi. Over in the B block at the top, we have a 3-way tie. With a 6-2 and two record and 12 points, Master Watto, Yo, and El Desperado. 
with a uh, five and three record in ten points, Robbie Eagles. With a four and four record in eight points, Francisco and Kira and Clark Connors. With a three and five record in six points, Kevin Knight and Dan Maloney. And with a two and six record in four points, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And at the end, with a one and seven record in two points, it's Bushi. But with that, those are our latest updates for the best of the Super Juniors tournament that I believe does wrap up this week. But with that, guys, that we're going to wrap it up. It's going to wrap up the wrap up. That is all we have for you guys today as far as the wrestling wrap up does go. Remember, tonight is Monday Night Raw. It's the final Monday Night Raw before Night of Champions this Saturday. And a few things have been announced for the show at the time of this recording. First off, we do know that Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes will be in the same building tonight. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus will have a contract signing for their upcoming match at Night of Champions. And we have a six-man tag. It will be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and a mystery partner taking on Imperium, Gunta, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. With that, that's everything we know for tonight's Raw. We'll be back live following tonight's Raw, running down that entire show. So, we'll see you then. But with that, guys, we do have one final thing. We got the mailbag. We do have a question here that does come from Steve underscore Kyer28. His question is, do you see Cody winning the Money in the Bank briefcase and cash it on Roman at SummerSlam? So I could see that happening. I have talked about that being a potentially good idea for Cody going forward, but here's how I would do it. I wouldn't want Cody to go in there and do a surprise cash-in. I wouldn't want Cody to go in there after Roman defends against somebody else and try to cash in like Austin Theory did last year at SummerSlam. What I would want is for Cody to win Money in the Bank, then show up on SmackDown and go, hey, I have this briefcase here. SummerSlam's coming up. I want you. I am demanding with my briefcase, my contract, I challenge you at SummerSlam. That's how I would do it. That's what I would do if he wins money in the bank. And I think it's very possible that he wins money in the bank and then makes the challenge, not sneak attack cash-in, makes the challenge for cash-in like I've seen John Cena do, like I've seen Rob Van Dam do. But I do want to say thank you to Steve underscore Kyer28 for submitting that question. I do really appreciate it. But with that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. We'll see you back tonight for Monday Night Raw. With that, have a good one, and we'll see you next time.